0: The Federal Reserve raised rates again. Is this good or bad news for investors like you? I'm A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, and the host of Financial Advisors say the darndest things, and I kind of want to give you a little financial update Um, If you're not subscribed to our mailing list, you will get information like this directly into your inbox Monday through Friday. So you can be up on what's going on in financial news from a biblical perspective. And today's scripture comes from Galatians chapter six, verse seven. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. As always, it's coming from the desk of A.B. Ridgway, which is me. It's pre-Friday, and it looks like after a two-day session, the Federal Reserve, with a unanimous vote, decided to raise the Federal fund rate by 0.75% Wednesday. They stated their target inflation rate to be between 2.5 and 2.5 annually. This is yet another aggressive move by the Federal Reserve, which justified this decision by stating that we have robust job gains and low unemployment rates. Now at the moment, it's not the time to kind of play the blame game. They say that hindsight is twenty twenty, so I'll rather get through this event, look back, and see where we kind of make some better decisions in the future. If you're over the age of 40, then this situation is business as usual. For those who are under the age of 40 or new to investing, allow me to list the catastrophic and end-of-the-world events that seasoned investors have lived through and prospered through. March 10, 2000, the dot-com bubble. September 11, 2001, the 9-11 attacks. October 11, 2007, we had a bear market. Dow Jones, NASDAQ, and S&P 500 all suffered declines of over 50%. September 16, 2008, with the financial crisis, with subprime loans and credit default swaps. May 6, 2010, we had a flash crash. February 24, 2020, stock market crash and S&P drops 34% for a worldwide recession slash COVID-19 lockdowns. I think many of us are old enough to understand that one. Now, what I want you to take away from this is not the tragedy. It's the triumph after the tragedy. And it is not about timing the market, knowing when to get in and when to get out. It is about time in the market, meaning how long you are investing Because here, if you're investing for longer than 10 years, you can bypass all this trouble. You didn't have to worry about the dot-com bubble. You didn't have to worry about the terrorist attacks. You didn't have to worry about the Dow Jones, NASDAQ, and S&P 500 being declined over 50%. Because at this point, we have recovered and we've prospered in a 12-year bull market afterwards. See, the strategy shouldn't be, when should I get out and when should I get in? That is a very novice way to think. It is being able to keep your money invested and navigate through the mud. I have met face to face with those who have suffered the declines of 50% in 2007 and took all their money out, literally. I'm done. I, this, oh, the world is coming to an end, right? They invested into what they felt were safe investments at the time, they invested in annuities. And by 2016, over eight years later, while I'm reviewing the portfolios, I noticed that they still hadn't recovered their losses from 2008. Now, that's pretty odd for somebody who took the safe route. So I asked myself, if the market recovered in two to three years and you haven't made up those losses as quickly as the market did in eight, Was that really a safe investment at the time? Now, don't get me confused. Everything has its time and place. I'm not saying annuities are bad. I'm not saying that CDs are bad. But when you break up your whole strategy because of short-term events, it has long-term implications. So those who were in diversified portfolios, they saw their investments come back stronger than ever. Why? They had the time. Now, trust me, if you're at retirement age or you're on a fixed income and the market goes down, obviously we want to make some transitions now because you don't have any additional streams of income. But if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and maybe even in your 60s and you're still working and you're still healthy, I really don't think that making that shift now is going to be really beneficial for you in the long run because you have to think about it. You're not just retiring at 55 or 60 or 65. You have to live your life and you have to live through retirement, which is the next 20 years, right? Because we all want a long lasting life, don't we? We want to live until we're 70, 75 to see our grandchildren and our great grandchildren, don't we? So you're telling me that you want to get out of cutting off your stream of potential growth and income for something that may only last 11 months and sacrifice all the gains you may acquire over the next 10 to 15 years. Just seems like a bad exchange to me. So a lot of people may be wonder, well, what about those that got out? You know, hey, what about those who got out? Did those individuals ever get back in? Well, some did and some didn't. Really, actually only one of two things happened to those individuals that acted too prematurely. One, they didn't get back in because they were too scared, right? Because if the market goes down, over that 50, 50% or whatever it may be, they're scared. So when are they going to get back in? Are they going to get back at the 10% mark, 20% mark, 30% mark, right? It's like playing double dutch. Has anybody played double dutch? And those, those ropes are going fast. You really don't know when to get in and get out until you're familiar with the rhythms and the patterns that are going on. And when you get out too prematurely, what happens? You trip on the rope. So that's what we really saw. We saw people timid to get back into the market and as the market continued to go up right they actually had to pay more and that leads me to my second point when they got back in the market was so high that they had to pay more for the same investments they already had so either they never got in and inflation ate up their savings and they had to draw and lower their their savings with no potential for growth or they had to watch this bull market for the next 12 years just start to soar so in today's scripture It speaks on this deception that we tell ourselves. The deception that predatorial advisors tell prospects. They promise peace. But remember that peace only comes from God. They promise safety. But in the stock market, safety cannot be guaranteed. And they promise to solve your problems, but only God is the problem solver. So keep in mind that if we invest with the wrong intentions, with the mindset of greed, then that is what we are going to reap. See, our goal is not to be tied to the ups and downs of the market. It is being able to build the resources so we can live a long, fulfilling life. You have to understand that you are sowing the seeds of prosperity into the companies you own. And when you take them out of the dirt prematurely, they never grow into the trees that will bear many fruit. Think about this. Do you think, honestly, that Amazon is going to stop delivering boxes to your front door? Do you think that Nike is going to stop producing shoes? Do you think McDonald's is going to stop making hamburgers overnight for some odd reason? No. These are stable companies that have been around for a long time and have produced. Now, I know, I know the markets are scary. And many people will run to a safe investment. But as history has shown us, every investment has its risk and you could be hurting yourself more than you're helping. So just beware, because there will be people out there who just want your money and can care less about your future. So my prayer today is, Heavenly Father, we come to you to pray for patience and perseverance. When times are hard, we turn to you for guidance. You tell us in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, that you gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and self-control. We need that self-control in this time, Lord. We turn our backs to fear and look toward you for grace. When times are tough, we know you will deliver us. All these things we ask in your name. Amen. Until we speak again, God bless. Well, this has been another episode of financial advisors say the darndest thing with a reading of our daily newsletter that goes out to your inbox. So if you want these inspiring words, if you want this financial advice from a biblical perspective in your inbox that, that you can read at your own convenience on your own time, make sure you subscribe somewhere below. You click that link into your information and boom, you are in our family. And you are able to change your perspective about your money so you can live a life dedicated to serving God through your resources and being a vessel to help expand his kingdom. I am A.B. Ridgway, and I will see you on the other side of your blessing.